0: Like many of you, we've had a depression during life's ups and downs.
1: Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow
0: us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music,
1: interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox.
0: It's me, it's me, it's J-A-C. And welcome to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. Where we fight depression with, you guessed it, the power of music. I am a professional handicap host, James Cox, like I said before, JC, I guess. And no, I am not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets. I don't know why I people will tell me that I am, but I'm not.
1: That's it, all right, because if uh, if you say otherwise, then there will, I in fact, God. be some blood on the dance floor. I'm Kermit. Uh- <laughs> i'm kermit i'm commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room but only when i'm playing the drums i am your endless source of muse uh useless see we just talked about it we just talked about how we can talk normal all day long and the second we go to record a podcast it's like our brain forgets how to talk i am your useless i am useless i am your (laughs) oh my god i can get through this i promise you come on i'm your endless source of useless music knowledge my name is blake mosley A.K.A. Brosley and I'm here.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, dude, We're it always—it's awesome, dude. It always happens. Always yep. happens. Yeah. Because every time I'm we, I'm talking with you or 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 I have a guest on, I got a yep. cough. Yep. And no matter how much <laughs> liquid I drink, it won't. It won't. Uh, I guess it's okay. So. I don't know if this happens to you, but but when I go to concerts, it seems like I have to go to the bathroom because I'm nervous for them to get on stage and do what they do. I feel that yeah. always. I always have to go to the bathroom before anybody goes on. Right. So I'm right. not sure if that that happens to you though, but yeah.
1: Um, I can't recall, mm-hmm. but I mean, I get that you're nervous for them. Yeah. You're you're like, all right, guys, you're gonna go out here and you're gonna crush it. Uh and, no I get that yeah. totally get that um yeah so what's up dude you got uh you got anything going on you got any vinyl or anything that you want to showcase right here on the you know what I do
0: you know what I do man I, I I'm a vinyl collector but Let's I go. but I have um yeah I okay so so me and you um I asked you to uh, help me interview Ripper from uh, KK Freeze right. Yep. So we don't yep. went to so we don't went to second and Charles today. I got the album, the the the, the debut album, K.K. Priest. Yep. It's um okay. And, and sinners. It is mm-hmm. very very good. And on the back it shows you the whole band, and we did discuss their um, drummer situation. So <laughs> yeah. it, it is a uh, Sean Sean instead of I forgot what his name is, but the, the, it was the original. Stummer, but they had to switch it. Um, if, if, yep. if if you want more information, go back and um, uh, listen to our interview with Tim Ripper Owens from from Judas Priest. What a good time. Yeah, and then in that same interview, um, my friend Tim asked me to ask him if he's going to bring back Charles Charles of, 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 of the Damned. So I had to pick yeah. up this album because he, he's singing on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then right, dope. Deep, huh? It's pretty dope. Pretty dope, yeah. And then uh, uh, I was playing a song earlier with Bros Leon and he asked me who was it, and I said Alyssa, yes, like Alyssa, Cara. Um, and mm-hmm. this is the summer of life of uh, life off the floor. And I like this song called "Ready for You," but um, she mm-hmm. has a she has the album called "The, the Summer" also. But yeah, you can't find you can't find that one on vinyl. So you can only find this one on vinyl, which, All which right. the version of Rudinfer is is yeah. like I think it's like so much better than the than, than the studio, you know, Cause, mm-hmm. was, cause of Life and you know? I was Love Life. Mm-hmm. And one more album that I have to show you before I get we get to you is I know you're a Slipknot fan, right?
1: Oh, big time. Right. Oh yeah, such an underrated album too. <laughs>
0: I don't know why though cuz this is my favorite album ever.
1: It's uh I don't know either. I think yeah, All Hope Is Gone. That's a that's a great album. Um and I I love it because it's the last of the not the original lineup of Slipknot. I mean, it, it, first off, you got to give them credit. Those guys um you know, spent however long with the same nine band members uh for such a long time. I think they put out four albums with that lineup, um, and over a span of however many years that they that they were that uh, with that lineup, right, right. Joey Jordison on drums, um, R.I.P. Paul Gray on bass guitar, uh, R.I.P. You know, so the last albums with those two on there, um, and then yeah, because... Paul Gray passed away a few years after All Hope Is Gone came out. Um, Joey Jordison was still in the band, um, but by the time they released the follow-up to all hope is gone he he had he had quit so um but yeah the last of that lineup that that great lineup yeah. and i love jay weinberg um the replacement for joey jordison but gosh man joey's oh, yeah. drums on that album in particular are just killer such great songs
0: so the, the point five, the great chapter had the new basis and um uh, and max in that right no, no, yeah, not Yeah, Max J. J. Weinberg, right?
1: Uh, Jay Weinberg, yeah. Max Weinberg is is uh Bruce, his dad.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, Max Weinberg is a is a was uh the well still is I think is the Bruce Springsteen and East Street band Bruce drummer, mm-hmm. and he was the right. and he was a, the he was the drummer for Conan, uh the Conan intro for years, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: years. Yeah, he did that, yeah, Yeah. yeah
1: both very talented uh drummers so yeah, yeah. um but yeah that, that's awesome that you picked up that album that's one of my favorite Slipknot albums I would say that my favorite of all time uh is uh Iowa. Um, Subliminal Verses. okay uh, yeah. I love Subliminal Verses, and uh I do love the newer stuff um and uh like uh there's some great songs on We Are Not Your Kind uh The Gray Chapter did have some some really good songs on it as well but uh all hope is gone and um subliminal versus just oh man those two albums man were just mm. pivotal to my uh my Life. music yeah. love and development <laughs> uh as i grew older and discovered heavier music and it was my introduction to things that were a little bit faster a little bit heavier um and uh, especially with like uh the killing name i believe that's track two uh just like how it just rips just from the get-go and then um the song it's the the title track all hope is gone is just such a fest. right right um I think just just ripped man. it's so good
0: I think the, I, okay so so um the consensus is um somelim versus line three in Iowa mm-hmm. is like the most loved like you yes. know, uh I think the reason yeah. why many people don't like all hope is gone is because it more it, it was more like a experimental thing because he mm-hmm. had because he had melodic songs slower songs and then you had the fast pace
1: yep. the on there yeah it was yeah. it was different but i loved it oh yeah you me, know?
0: yeah me too yeah, yeah that's, all hope is that's Our, my favorite um, record of uh, all time social yeah. right yeah man
1: yeah. psychosocial is now a just like uh it, it, it it's one of their most popular songs and yeah. um there's some you know uh, what, what's the kid there's a there's a kid that that was on Ellen one time he was like a drummer and like SJC has been all about getting this kid you know um blow, to blow up on social media and stuff like that and um SJC is also the drum company that Jay Weinberg is endorsed by um but like you know they share videos of this little kid playing these Slipknot songs because he's a, he's such a huge fan he's got the jumpsuit he's got the masks that he plays with and the kid just he's so good and uh he goes on ellen and uh and to play one of those songs yeah. um and the one that he chose was sulfur which is a popular song amongst um slipknot right. fans yeah. but if but the general public doesn't know sulfur at all and if you ask the general public to name you a, a slip w- just even one slipknot song they're probably not going to be able to, to tell you anything they may be able to say psychosocial yeah, uh, yeah but i mean I, it's, yeah. it's it's probably not gonna you know be anything other than that and this kid plays sulfur on the ellen show (laughs) and i thought it was just so cool i was like what a great song for him to pick that he wants to showcase to the world especially the ending of it just that final like outro the breakdown that they do Mm -hmm. it's great
0: well see sulfur is like one of the ones that you wouldn't think that slip that would make but i mean that's 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 a great song too you know absolutely more like the same lineup yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah i i I had yeah I had the pleasure of seeing um, um. I think it was all nine Slim Dot, um mm-hmm. members on there. I went to a um metal oh oh metal metal Fest. I'm not sure if you heard of it, but uh-huh. I, it only lasted for three years, and Slipknot was the main main draw. And man, mm-hmm. they killed it! But so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jo- yeah. yeah Joey, I, jo- jo- I have
1: seen them live.
0: Joey came in with the um with the Thorn Thorn Cross with Thorn Crown yeah. and came out with yeah. the, with the um um big fingernail like gloves yeah he had yeah. like the uh, twigs coming off yes, of his fingers twigs. yeah 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 because uh-huh. that was the all hope was going toward I guess yeah yeah so they mm. managed they killed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I saw thankfully I did get to see Slipknot. I didn't I unfortunately didn't get to see them during that era. Um, When I saw them, it was the gray chapter had just come out. So it was with Jay Weinberg on drums and um, the new bassist. And um, it was that era. So they were playing um, songs like uh, the devil and I and different ones off that album.
0: And the devil and I was, yes. uh, That's a great song too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the, uh, yeah, I got to see them. And they played all the classics, so, you know, we had a good time. I went with my buddy Robert. Uh, it was Carolina Rebellion, um, and we skipped out on seeing – forgot what band it was to get a good spot yeah. for – Oh, Marilyn Manson. We oh, skipped okay. out on seeing Marilyn Manson so we could get a good spot for Slipknot. I mean – I, i'm not a big manson fan in the first place so i was like eh, it's okay like i'll skip Marilyn manson i want to get a good spot for slipknot
0: yes he must.
1: Um, we're talking about like a band that i have listened to since i was since i started playing drums yeah. right joey jordison was one of my biggest influences yeah. and so we go get this like close as close as we could get spot um for slipknot at carolina rebellion uh the pit starts opening up it's it starts spreading out pretty far like they had this big circle pit going and there's kids coming up and pushing and stuff like that uh there was a guy that was wearing a mask that was really trying to rile people up and uh going around and pushing people that were not in the pit and not um, like there is a, for proper show moshing etiquette anybody that is on the outside of that rim that is obviously protecting those that are smaller uh like myself like me protecting a smaller person right there was like I didn't know these people but there was a yeah. there was a, uh, a a group of girls that was at the show that were pretty short small in stature. it was kind of over in this area and i'm kind of a bigger guy so i'm kind of like blocking them from this pit yeah. and it's just it's just etiquette right it just it's something that just comes naturally to you right so this guy's coming around and he's trying to intentionally get people riled up and he's pushing people as he comes up and he comes up to me and you know, pushes on my shoulder. And I was just like, nah, I'm good, man. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I'm not here yeah. for that. Right. He comes around, does it a second time. And I was getting so irritated and I had lost my buddy, Robert at this point. Like, I don't even know where he went. Like he, we just got separated. And I was just kind of whatever
0: yeah.
1: I'll see him later. And <laughs> mm-hmm. so the guy comes up to me a third time and pushes me again. And I grabbed him and I threw him on the ground and uh, he didn't mess with us after that, but he kept, you know, running around doing his thing. And, uh, so they're playing spit it out, right. Spit it out was one of the the big draws for, for that crowd there. And in that part, I don't know if you've ever seen live videos of them playing spit it out, or if you saw them, um, they may have done it then, but for the part where it, uh, it's kind of like the bridge, right. It kind of drops down a little bit and, um, you know, the guitars that and he's doing that part over and over and over again. Um, to build the intensity up, um, um, Corey Taylor always gets people to crouch down yes. during that part. Yeah. Um. And he's usually talking yeah. to people, and he kind of drags that part out a little bit, and he's right. talking to people, and he's telling them, "Hey, when we come back in, I want everybody to go nuts
0: jump and, and jump start.
1: Let's jump around. Okay. Let's, yeah. Let's let's yeah. have a good time." So they're doing that part. So everybody's crouched down, and I look up, and somehow Robert has made my buddy robert has made his way up towards the front of the the crowd um right at the barrier yeah because he stands up in the midst of everybody um crowd <laughs> for you. and looked back looking for me and i saw him and i stood up and was like hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, so i was like stay there yeah and uh you know because they were about done with their set and yeah. once they wrapped up i know this is going over a little bit but once That's they wrapped up like we you know we go back up to him uh and uh we had such a good time and uh oh I, and i must mention while watching slipknot too there was a guy dressed as a breathalyzer that was at that festival i don't know how he withstood the heat that day wearing a suit breath as a uh dressed as a breathalyzer obviously the uh piece that you blow into um was in his nether regions oh uh, as wow part of the costume there you go yeah um uh, that's funny but anyway so he the guy in the breathalyzer suit comes up um and asks for everyone to kind of launch him right Mm -hmm. so people that want to crowd surf will typically come up to you for those of you who have never been in this atmosphere and like i want to go up i want to go up and so you lift them up in the crowd surf and they move on and you're good to go right so this guy in the breathalyzer suit comes up There's like me and like a few other guys. I don't know who they are again, um, but we're all kind of bigger guys. And and he's like, I want to go up. And we're like, all right, cool. But uh, so he comes back after he crowd surfed the the first time, found the same group of us and was like, I want y'all to just launch me in the air forward. And we are like, all right. (laughs) So the guy in the breathalyzer suit comes up to us and uh, we, we grab his feet Right, it's like four of us. We grab his feet, um, and we we proceed to launch this poor gentleman forward. However, nobody knew he was coming, and he happened to just slip through a little crack of people that we have now. Four grown men have launched this guy. He was pretty skinny too; like he he didn't weigh a whole lot, so it was easy for us to just go and and he's gone. All right, so we launched him, and he he shoots off and he finds this little opening of people (laughs) that were in front of us and just fell falls like straight onto the ground and i did not see him after that i don't know if he got up and just because of how many people there were he just happened to like make his way towards the front and you know or he could have not been okay at all um and (laughs) we just didn't know it but what a great time at the slipknot show um and i'm sorry that was so long-winded but i, I right. love that band i'm glad that you had that vinyl to showcase uh
0: i don't think we did a slipknot episode but yeah harry
1: we've talked well I mean, briefly we did it we did feature slipknot in uh one of our halloween episodes when we talked about masked yes. uh bands but, um but, but maybe, yeah but, we haven't done a full episode on yeah. slipknot yet
0: maybe we should because that's a that's a uh, that's been yeah. you and I love the most I guess because yeah. we always talk about yeah, it okay, in length as, as, of, as of this time right now but uh, yeah uh, this episode now is part two of Michael Jackson Woo!
1: yeah uh so on uh, on the last episode we ended right as the long-awaited album bad was uh getting ready to release in 1987 yes uh, but before we get to that era of his music we have to take a look at what michael had going on in his personal life around this time um and maybe we can try to tie together some of the what he dealt with uh in his personal life to um like wh- how it reflected his music how it reflected how he was viewed in the public eye and things like that Um, So one of the big things that always comes up about Michael, excuse me, about Michael Jackson is uh, the plastic surgeries. Right. Um, And here growing up in South Carolina, um, this is what I always heard about Michael Jackson, right? And this comes from just hearing people who are (laughs) honestly, who had no idea what was going on for real and uh we're just ignorant to the whole thing and we're just like well michael jackson is uh just wants to be white and that's what i heard from people over and over and over again mike well michael jackson just wants to be white he doesn't want to be black he wants to be white and that's what i heard a majority of my life without and these people didn't know what was actually going on um we're going to explain that okay so it wasn't that michael jackson wanted to be white he had a skin condition right so jackson uh, jackson's skin has been uh, medium brown during his had been medium brown during his youth but from the mid-1980s uh excuse me it gradually grew paler the change drew widespread media coverage including speculation that he had been bleaching his skin again he wants to be white so he he don't want to be black no more he wants to be white so he bleached his skin out and now he's white right so sorry okay. that's my like southern hick don't know what the crap you're talking about
0: right. okay
1: impersonation mm. okay right. sorry uh-huh. i can say that because i'm from sumter south carolina and i sound like a freaking Hick. Yeah. right um but
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> oh that okay. would just go
1: wrong with it yeah,
0: yeah okay <laughs>
1: So the change drew widespread media coverage, including speculation that he had been bleaching his skin. As I just said, Jackson's dermatologist, Arnold Klein, said that he observed in in 1983 that Jackson had vitiligo. There you go. It's okay for Sammy Sosa to have vitiligo, vitiligo, but nobody wanted to admit the fact that Michael Jackson had vitiligo. So um, a condition characterized by patches of the skin losing their pigment and sensitivity to sunlight. Also why he went around carrying a um umbrella with him uh, a lot of times. Oh, places okay.
0: That yeah, okay, yeah, right. yeah. Cause I did see him
1: going Very to like other delight, countries. Kind of, yeah.
0: Wearing the mask and yeah. oh okay. So that makes perfect. Yeah. okay. Perfect.
1: There you go. Yeah. Um so he also identified I'm gonna try not to mess this word up. Discoid lupus erythematosus mitosis? erythematosus arithmeto- there we go discoid lupus erythematosus someone's listening to this right now and is like shut this hick listen to this guy um anyway
0: if there's <laughs> so any doctors that diagnosed- listen to us please you know correct that <laughs> yeah please <laughs> yeah. please <laughs> yeah. correct
1: me um he uh he diagnosed uh Jackson with lupus also later that year and with vitiligo in 1986 vitiligo's drastic effects on the body can cause psychological distress as well Jackson used fair colored makeup um, and possibly skin bleaching prescription creams to cover up the uneven blotches. (gasps) Excuse me. I'm so sorry. What a big hiccup. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) To cover up the uneven blotches of color caused by the illness. Okay. Those of you who don't know, the Deligo sometimes you can I'm sure we have been out there. It's more evident. I don't believe it's just something that affects people of color. It's just more evident. Uh, for sure on um, on people of color because right. you can see they're losing their pigment and their skin's kind of splotchy. Michael Jackson didn't want that. So yes, in a way, he did bleach his skin in order to even out that pigment um, and not make it so obvious that right. he had this skin condition. Right. Okay? That's what he did. So Jackson, uh, as we said, he used uh, makeup and everything to um fix those uneven blotches. The creams would have further lightened his skin, and with the application of makeup, he could appear very pale. Jackson said that he had not purposefully uh, bleached his skin and could not control his vitiligo, adding when people make up stories that I don't want to be who I am, it hurts me. Um, he became friends with Klein and Klein's assistant, Debbie Rowe. R- uh, Rowe later became Jackson's second wife um, and the mother of his first two children. So just a little bit of um, foreshadowing there. So. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the
0: Bad World Tour ran from uh, September twelfth, eighty seven, to January fourteenth, eighty nine. In yeah, in Japan though, the tour had fourteen sellouts and drew five hundred and seventy thousand people, nearly tripling the previous record for a single tour. The five hundred and four thousand people who attended seven shows, seven sold out shows at Wembley at Stadium, set a new Guinness World Record. I I can't imagine standing on stage and 570, however how many thousand people are yeah. looking at you, you know? That's just, yeah, that just blows my mind right there, you know.
1: Yeah, it it would be very uh, if you have stage fright. I'm sure that is a nightmare oh God. scenario. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> for
0: sure. I don't. Yeah. And it didn't seem to me like he had stage fright at all. I guess he was loved um, being on stage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's Absolutely so. loved it. Uh, in nineteen in his 1988 autobiography and a 1993 interview, uh, Jackson said that he had two rhinoplasty surgeries. That's for nose, right? Uh-huh. And a cleft chin surgery, but no more than that. He said he lost weight in the early 80s because of a change in diet to achieve a dancer's body. Mm-hmm. Witnesses, witnesses reported that he was often dizzy and speculated that he was suffering from anorexia nervosa. Uh, periods of weight loss became a recurring problem later in his life. Uh, after his death, though, uh, Jackson's mother said that he first turned into cosmetics pre- uh, uh, procedures to remedy his Villalago because he did not want to look like a spotted cow, he says. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, she said that he had received more than two cosmetic surgeries. He claimed and speculated that he had become addicted to them, and that's and that's true because, I guess when you when you get used to something, anything, anything you know whether it's yeah. uh, well, I, well, I guess you can't, I guess you can't get addicted to, to music. But sometimes you can, like I am, and then you I are. think I am. Yeah, I think but, I am. But <laughs> being being addicted to music is a sit good thing. In silence.
1: I have yeah. to have. Yeah. I have to have either music going or a podcast something. or something going. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I, I think that's an addiction.
0: But I think well, okay. But that's a good, good addiction. Yeah. But um, that's a good one. like like if you're taking something for a long time. You get addicted to it. You know, it's more like right. a hobby doing Hobbies oh, turned into addiction if you're not careful. enough. So yeah, that's I thought anything that's totally can be dangerous. Yes. Yes. So i totally understand that
1: yeah so in 1986 tabloids reported that jackson slept in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber to uh slow his aging and uh pictured him lying in a glass box the claim was untrue and tabloids reported that he spread the story himself uh that he spread the story himself they also reported that jackson took female hormone shots to keep his voice high and his facial hair wispy um, and uh, proposed to Elizabeth Taylor and possibly had a shrine of her and had cosmetic surgery on his eyes. Jackson's manager... Uh, Frank DeLeo denied all of them except for Jackson having a chamber. DeLeo added, I don't know if he sleeps in it. I'm not for it. But Michael thinks it's something that's probably healthy for him. Uh, he's a bit of a health fanatic. So, and that's not uncommon now. Back then, I'm sure it was probably weird. There's probably, there's all kind of people that have those things now. I think Joe Rogan is one that has one. Uh, those hyperbaric uh chambers. But um yeah, Michael Jackson cared about his health a lot. Um he was a uh, very strict uh vegan, I believe, or vegetarian. I can't remember which one. Um, but uh and he he took care of his body. Um and he yeah, he may have had an issue with like wanting to have surgeries and stuff like that. This kind of going back to what you said earlier. Um you can become addicted to it, but think about it like we all have things about ourselves that we don't like, and we would love to correct them if we had the money to correct them. Um, And I'm sure that with, for somebody who did have a lot of money, it probably was easy to be like, Oh no, I've got this skin condition. Yeah. I need to buy these things to even this out. So I can, I'm a performer. I've got, I've got to appear a certain way. I can't get darker. I might as well just, you know, accept that my skin is losing its pigment and I'll just bleach my whole body. Right um and uh and then i I had always heard that he had a problem with his nose he always thought his nose was too big so yeah he probably did want to have surgery and um quote unquote correct his nose uh and yes his chin and all that stuff like i'm sure if you had the money there's all kind of stuff that you would you would want to do um i personally think that it's better to just learn to love yourself and i think this day and age it's a lot easier to love yourself and your body for what you see as your faults um and things like that to a degree i think if you have like weight issues and it's for health reasons then absolutely like kick it up and 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 take care of your health yeah um and your mental health because they all play into each other right um, as we as as we've seen so but um but yeah, so he was he was a bit of a, a health fanatic. but There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and it, this is a we're getting to a really like toxic time for tabloids and stuff. Like around this era, leading up to like around where Britney Spears had her complete mental breakdown and shaved her head. Right, the toxicity of the tabloids and journalism and and things like that during that whole time frame it's gross it, it really is making up stories we'll get into that later there's there are <laughs> you have to believe that journalists out there will take a little bit of just a nugget of information and blow it up for the sake of getting a story selling papers selling ads whatever it, it takes to make a buck i, I mean that you you're willing to pay off people to talk about something that may not necessarily be true yeah so there we saw this a lot with michael jackson we saw it a lot with britney spears we see it with different ones not as much now thank god it's kind of uh retracted Um, a little bit but anyway moving on uh when jackson took his pet chimpanzee bubbles uh to tour in japan the media portrayed jackson as an aspiring disney cartoon who befriended animals it was also reported that jackson had been I uh, had offered to buy the. This is cool. This is actually cool. Had to buy the bones of Joseph Merrick or the elephant man as he was more commonly known. Um, in June of 1987, the Chicago Tribune reported that Jackson's publicist bidding $1 million for the skeleton uh, to the London hospital medical college on his behalf. The college maintained the skeleton was not for sale, but DeLeo said that Jackson had an absorbing interest in Merrick um, purely based on his awareness of the ethical, medical, and historical significance.
0: Okay. Back- so He's a science nerd. All right. All right. We gotta back up for a minute, because I'm not sure who Joseph Joseph America is. So- oh, the hey. elephant man. You don't know about Elephant Man? I I've heard the name, but can can you refresh our memories for people who yeah, don't so know? So the
1: Elephant Man had this um it it was uh I I forgot what year all this took place, yeah. but um a long time ago. This poor guy had a condition elephantitis where it causes like your your face to be all just look up a picture of the elephant man while i while i kind of explain it poorly here okay (laughs) um elephantitis is a disease that affects i believe your bones and it makes your bones like grow in an abnormal way and kind of deformed and stuff like that so the guy's face was like real big and looked odd right but it's part of that disease that he had and it was a medical interest of people for so long and they studied the man and they really wanted to figure out what this was all about because it's, it's not a very common thing and, and it, it affected his head um whereas it can affect people's it, it can affect like random parts of the body and uh, michael jackson wanted his wanted his bones Michael Jackson was a huge nerd for science stuff. Right. And he cared about, uh, cared about science. He cared about the environment. He cared about his health, things like that. It all plays into each other. Right. And so he's like, I've got a lot of money. I want to buy the the elephant man bones, you know, and, and put them in my house and, uh, display them for the world to see. So he's a collector of sorts, uh, and <laughs> warning things, but yeah, it, it's, a. Uh, I I learned a little bit about elephant man. Like when I was in school, and it was uh it was cool like i feel for the guy because obviously that's a horrible thing to have but it was yeah. it was cool to learn about
0: because yeah, i'm looking at the picture right now and it's pretty unique yeah you know it's yeah yeah but i'm wondering why he wanted to buy the boat i, mean, I don't know Just okay
1: just wanted them. he said uh, again hey i got the money i want to buy the elephant man bones
0: right <laughs> well I think that that goes into this next part where I'm sure you've heard of the term wacko Jacko oh yeah so I think that that inspired us too oh no, also <laughs> uh, the tabloid story inspired the name wacko Jacko mm-hmm. which Jackson became came to despise of course because that's you know that's some, it's a pretty mean thing to say to, to somebody mm-hmm. you know let alone the biggest pop star of ever right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, how mean. Right. According to music of journalist Joseph Vogel, uh, the Dominion name first appeared in British tabloids The Sun in, in 1985. The name's origins come from Jacko Makako. Makako. M A C A C C O. For people who can yeah. pronounce stuff right, and we can't. Makako Makako Jacko Makako the name of a famous monkey used in monkey baiting matches at the Westminster pit in the early 20s. Jacko was used in cockney slang to refer to monkeys in general. Hence a racist connotation behind the name. In 87, though, 1987, Rolling Stones described Jackson as the flighty genius child, star star child, the flighty genius star child, A a celebrity virtually all of his life who dwells in a fairy tale kingdom of fellow celebrities, animals, mannequins, and cartoons who provides endless fodder with 40 tabloids. But it's the same child in Michael who inspires the artistry that fuels all the uh, su- subsidiary industries, whose turn, who turns its primal fears and, and fantasies into wondrous hyperkinetic and emotional music.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so in short in to condense that down a little bit this is something you hear all the time michael jackson for sure was a strange person right right obviously strange person not denying that i'm not denying the allegations against him either it's hard for me because i am a i'm a fan of his music i and and have been for such a long time and you for me to think that he couldn't couldn't have done any of the things that he was accused of would be silly of me to to say to say that just because i'm a fan of his anybody is capable of these types of things and i cannot let their superstardom um blind me to that right yes very weird guy um and you know none of this stuff has ever been proven either so we also can't say for sure that he did yes very strange guy Yes, was probably a lot closer to children than he should have been, and, and in such a weird manner. All right. Um. But a lot of a th- lot of the things that you hear about is Michael Jackson's childhood was robbed of him. At I mean, at such a young age, the Jackson Five blew up at such a young age, and he was the front and center of that thing, baby. All right. And he had a piece of crap dad who, um, absolutely drove his kids into the mud making them rehearse and trying to perfect it so he could he could profit off of his own children and was was thrown into superstardom at such a young age and stayed there until he died that's what people don't realize either it happened when he was a kid and there was no break man he was a superstar from childhood up until he died yeah. and no he did not have a normal life. He probably longed for that uh, childhood to, uh, that he never had and probably lived vicariously through through kids and probably why he had so many friends who were very young and they were children. Um, and I'm not using that as an excuse, all right? but we don't, we don't know the mental state he was in because that's something that none of us have ever experienced we all had normal childhoods and it, it, it very few people can say that i i was either born a a child star i i got so famous when i was two years old and i just stayed famous and in the public eye i mean how we said in the last episode there was like five decades of his music four de- excuse me four decades of his music that he had number one hits in It's just that is insane that is insane and all of that childhood gone. Poof. And so yes, he had he had Neverland, he had uh Never roller Land coasters Ranch, yeah. and things like yeah, Neverland Ranch, and he had <laughs> roller coasters and he did all these things and he he tried to live by, by, curiously vicariously through kids. Um You know I mean, what's funny? I, I'm I, I'm a kid at heart and I love and, go ahead, sorry.
0: You know what's funny too is um uh I don't know if you've ever seen Chris Tucker stand up. But,
1: he, but oh, he, few, yeah. he
0: he, was telling the best stories about him and Michael Jackson being at his house. And yeah. he's like, every once in a while, you'll see a giraffe past the window. I mean, just, just walk freely. And he's like, <laughs> how, it's like, who does that? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean,
1: stuff like that. that yeah. That's that's what, it, it, you, if you ask a kid, like, you remember that movie Blank Check? Barely. It it was a kid's movie where this kid finds a check. It's a blank check, right? Yeah. And uh, he writes it out for millions of dollars or whatever, and he, like, buys a mansion, and it's this kid. He's living by himself in the mansion, and stuff like that. Of course, that's stuff we all wanted to do when we were kids. Yeah. And it's kind of like you know, if we were kids and we had all that money, we could buy our own like, place, and and it would have slides, and um, go-kart tracks, and uh, giraffes everywhere, and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, I, I think i think a lot of of this just comes from there was no there was no childhood it was completely robbed he tried to live it out as best as he could i'm a kid at heart i'm sitting here wearing a star wars t-shirt right i love the stuff we go to disney world because we love to feel like kids again it's nice it's a it's a break from the monotony of the adult life and excuse me like we we have fun when we go uh, to Disney World and we we try to forget that we're adults for a little bit you know what I mean like let's let's take in some time to appreciate these things um with like a childlike wonder okay right and again I'm not saying that it wasn't strange how he lived his life but you can kind of understand some of it when you when you think about that yeah you know yeah but anyway, I digress. Um, uh, Jackson worked with, oh, this is fun. Speaking of Dizzy, uh, Jackson worked with George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppa, uh, Coppola uh, on the 17 minute, $30 million 3D film Captain. Captain eo which ran from 1986 at disneyland and epcot and later at tokyo disneyland and euro disneyland after having been removed in the late 1990s it returned to the theme park for several years after jackson's death uh and in 1987 jackson disassociated himself from the jehovah's wit oh sorry we're getting into something totally that i ran those two sentences okay. those paragraphs okay. anyway, talk about captain captain eo for a little bit michael jackson saw star wars and was completely entranced with how amazing star wars was right
0: he said Mm -hmm. i want to do that Mm -hmm. right yeah
1: um and he he was like hey i want to do that right he's coming off of thriller being such a big hit thriller was basically a short film he goes to george lucas and francis ford coppola and was like i want to do that and there is a whole there's a great um short documentary on youtube um by defunct land um the defunct land youtube channel go check that out and uh talking about captain eo and how it came about how awful it was um but how like it was (laughs) so bad that everybody loved it right and it's just a special (laughs) yeah it's a special part of cat of um disney lore disney parks lore and unfortunately i never had the uh opportunity to see captain eo i still haven't watched it i think i can still watch it but i never got to experience the attraction um at any of at disney world or anything but anyway Um, so yes moving on as I think we mentioned in the last episode uh, Michael Jackson had found interest in the Jehovah's Witness uh, faith Mm -hmm. Um, but in 1987 he disassociated himself from the Jehovah's Witness Uh, Catherine Jackson said that this might have been because um, some witnesses strongly opposed the Thriller music video Michael had denounced it in a uh, Witness publication in 1984 Um, I guess they didn't like zombies I thought it was super cool here I am. I'm a Christian and I think that uh thriller is one of the best music videos ever made. Well, Not Jehovah's Witness though.
0: <laughs> well I well I can see the uh like zombies is, is like over for me really because you had the walking dead, you had this and this and this and that and uh, zombie mm-hmm. er, everything. So I, I I understand now why yeah. people are dumb to zombies, but back then it's like it was like a fresh new thing. Unless it's part of the religion, you know, that you don't associate anything with the dead who knows me i got yeah. stories
1: i got all kinds yeah. of stories i could tell you of things that the church doesn't approve of
0: oh yeah yeah right. um, and it
1: was like everything that i liked right the church did not approve of um
0: <laughs> star wars cartoons i did an old podcast about it, like it right talking about that crap yeah. all the time right he talked
1: about the satanic panic um how the church didn't like uh pokemon harry potter Uh, any of that, it's okay for Chronicles of Narnia though, that's fine, that magic is okay, Harry Potter magic is a big no-no for some reason Um, but uh, anyway, I kind of get that but um, in 1988 Jackson released his autobiography Moonwalk with input from Stephen Davis and Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, Uh, it sold 200,000 copies and reached the top of the New York Times bestseller list, Jackson discussed his childhood, the Jackson Five and the abuse from his father again, we're coming back to that He attributed his changing facial appearances uh, to three plastic surgeries, puberty, weight loss, a very strict vegetarian diet. There we go. I knew it was somewhere in the notes. A strict vegetarian diet, and a change in hairstyle and stage lighting. So there you go. Hmm. Who knows?
0: I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's pretty weird too. Um, But uh, Moonwalk was. uh, oh the autobiography okay so the moonwalk wasn't the one that he had he had the uh uh
1: what what it's was like it? a video game
0: oh the, oh yeah the crap game yes okay
1: yeah it was like a, yeah. a sega genesis sega. game or something yeah. like that yeah i think yeah. that's somewhere later on in the notes somewhere there's something about that it was around like the smooth criminal uh era yes because yeah, um, I last, believe it was
0: called Moonwalker Yeah cause, yeah, right yeah Because I thought about the video of uh, of Moonwalker I guess when it turned into a spaceship At the end of the video uh-huh. Or movie or something yeah mm-hmm. With, the, with the kids but, um, In October, yeah. in October uh, Jackson released a film Moonwalker Which we just discussed uh, Which featured yep. a, a live footage And short film starring Jackson And Joe Pesci Which I do remember Um, In the U.S., though, it was released (laughs) direct to video and became the best-selling video cassette. The RIAA certified it as eight times platinum. That's a big seller. It's eight times platinum.
1: Yeah, people make a big deal when you go platinum one time. Right, it went platinum eight times.
0: Eight times. So that's. I wonder how close it was to like like the diamond, because platinum is it, it goes goes silver, gold platinum and diamond or something i don't know
1: i think uh yeah diamond but i forgot what it i forgot how much like like thriller went diamond i right. know but i can't yeah. remember like how many times it has to go platinum before they consider it diamond yeah.
0: i think diamond i'll buttons. look it up i think if, i think diamond you have to go to, like trillions or something right
1: well we got something in the notes later on that says something went 33 times platinum or something oh, like okay. that I'll so maybe like, okay, anyway. yeah, i'll right. look it up i'll okay. look it up
0: okay uh, um, in March of 88, Jackson purchased 2700 acres of land near San, San, San Inez, California, to build a home and to build a new home, Neverland Ranch, at a cost of $17 million, equivalent of over $37 million today. He installed a Ferris wheel, a carousel a movie theater and a zoo a a security staff of 40 patrolled grounds. Shortly afterwards, he appeared, uh, in the first Western television advertisement in this, in the Soviet Union. Imagine that like, okay. So he must really wanted a, like a, like a childhood of its own, because who else do you know? Would have a Ferris wheel, a carousel, and a movie, theater, and a zoo with all of these animals. Their house. Yeah. yeah, at their house. Speaking of zoo, In the backyard. Side side note: Have you seen mm-hmm. um uh, uh Joe versus Carol yet?
1: Uh, oh, you told me about it, and mm-hmm. I have seen trailers for it. I haven't seen the second. You need to season watch. of Tiger King yet, so I feel like I need to watch that first before yes. I watch Joe yeah. versus Carol.
0: Yes, they're both great, but
1: okay. <laughs>
0: The point. The point I'm is, he owned a zoo, y'all. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah, because I think he wanted to bring his tar- childhood back, and I guess that's yeah. what he thought. It, you know, I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, I found out. So, according to the RIAA, uh, the gold and platinum awards. This is what it you have to hit. So, uh, your your units, right? So, five hundred thousand units qualifies as gold. Uh, uh one million. Um, it's when it goes to platinum. Um, anything over two million is considered multi-platinum, um, and then anything over ten million is considered diamond. So I don't know if there's anything beyond diamond, but um, anyway, that's a lot. And Michael Jackson did it. He did it. Boy, did he do it! Um, but go ahead. Oh,
0: uh, well, I'm just thinking about like ten million. That's kind of like, like a. I don't think that's uh, that's a lot nowadays, is it? Ten million.
1: Yeah, it did say the, that was back in nineteen ninety nine, so that could have been updated.
0: You think about hearing all these sales that, that bands now make now and it's like that's that's just sounds kind of kind of low for well, today's standards.
1: So that's not copies, that was units. So I don't know what they consider for copies when they how much they consider a um like what do they consider a unit? Um, see, so it could see, be 500,000 doesn't mean copies, I don't think that's the unit. yeah, so but what is a, be, yeah, but
0: what, uh, we have a what we have what is a unit though? I mean, unit like, like it's yeah. like a CD, a unit, sure. you know, I I, I don't know, yeah, it's pretty weird. I'd have to,
1: yeah, could be uh, why don't we do a whole podcast about it? There we can go, do a whole episode about we, it, we can do that. yeah. <laughs> all right let's get to the dangerous era this is a great underrated album as mentioned in the last episode uh in march of 1991 jackson renewed his contract with sony for 65 million dollars which is equivalent to uh, to over 123 million dollars today a record-breaking deal beating neil diamond's renewal contract with columbia records suck it neil diamond in 1991 he released his eighth album Dangerous, co-produced with Teddy Riley. It was certified eight times platinum in the uh, U.S. and uh, by 2018 had sold 32 million copies worldwide. In the U.S., the first single, Black or White, um, was the album's highest chart song. It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for seven weeks and achieved similar chart performances worldwide. The second single, Remember the Time, another good one, great music video, Mm -hmm. um, peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 um, singles chart. And at the end of 1992, Dangerous was the best-selling album of the year worldwide and Black or White, the best-selling single of the year worldwide at the Billboard Music Awards. In 1993, he performed Remember the Time at the Soul Train Music Awards in a chair, saying that he twisted his ankle during dance rehearsals. That is dedication, I don't care what you say um in the uk heal the world um made number two on the charts in uh, 1992 dangerous also had a lot of good ones man there is a lot of great michael jackson songs on dangerous
0: and the last episode where with part one of michael jackson i think you and i talked about like for just like for 10 minutes just just on dangerous
1: yeah. yeah yeah just on yeah. dangerous yeah right. it's like it is crazy how many songs i didn't realize was on dangerous i thought they were on bad right and then uh that's just how good it was and i was like oh crap that wasn't even bad <laughs> right
0: that was yeah right yeah and so. then
1: he continued to have such good songs on Afterwards. the other album that yeah. still weren't even like like people don't necessarily associate um Invincible, like I mean, his last—that was his last album, I believe. It wasn't like the best. It still had good songs. Like yeah. "You Rock My World" is a great song. Um, and then the History album. There's a bunch of good ones. Like "Scream," that's one of my favorite S- songs on S- there. S- S- we'll was, get into all S- that in a minute here, but S-
0: yeah, "Scream" we he did with uh with with Sister Janet, with Janet Jackson. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got to do an episode on Carol. I like her too. Oh
1: yeah. We'll get to that. Yes. We've got we've got those coming up. Oh yeah, I'm oh, jumping yeah. ahead. Okay, Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, alright, so ja- uh, Jackson founded the Heal the World Foundation in, in 1992. The charity brought un- unprivileged children to Jackson's ranch to use the theme park rides and sent millions of dollars around the globe to help children threatened by war, poverty, poverty and disease. That July, uh, Jackson published his second book, Dancing the Dream, a collection of poetry uh the dangerous world tour began june of ninety two and november ninety three and grossed a hundred million dollars equivalent to bear with me a hundred and seventy nine million one hundred and fifty two thousand uh two hundred and sixty nine dollars
1: in twenty twenty so that's a lot that's um, a lot a yeah. lot of money over right. almost hundred and eighty million dollars
0: right yeah um, just think about it. A hundred million dollars in in ninety three is is that is like over one hundred eighty to today. Wow. Yeah. Um, Jackson performed for three point five million people in seventy concerts, all of which were outside the U.S. Uh, part of the proceeds went to the of the World Foundation. Jackson sold the broadcast rights to over to HBO. For $20 million, a record-breaking deal that still stands today. Hmm. Following the death of HIV AIDS spokesperson and friend Ryan White, uh, Jackson pleaded with the Clinton administration and at Bill Clinton's inaugural gala to give more money to HIV AIDS charities and research and performed the song Gone Too Soon a song dedicated to his friend White and Heal the World at the gala. Uh, he sang the song Heal the World at, at the same gala. Um, mm-hmm. Jackson visited Africa in early of, of 92 on his first stop in uh, G- 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 Gabin, Gabon? Gabon.
1: I think Gabon, yeah. I think that's how it's pronounced. Oh,
0: right. On his first stop in, in Gabon, he was, gre- he was greeted by more than 100,000 people, some of them carrying signs that reads, Welcome home, Michael. And, uh, and was awarded an Officer of the National Order of the Merit from President Omar bon- Bongo B-O-N-G-O. Um, during his trip to Ivory Coast, yes. Jackson was crowned King Sandy by a tribal chief and he thanked his, uh, help me out here, Dillinger, dignitaries, dignitaries in French and English, signed documents formalizing his kingship, and sat on a golden throne while presiding over ceremonial dances. Nice.
1: What an honor. That's
0: a big deal. Huge yeah, deal. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In January of 1993, Jackson performed at the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, I'm not good at Roman numerals, so I don't know what number that is. Um, So I'm just going to say Jackson performed at the Super Bowl in 1993 Uh, (laughs) um, in uh, Pasadena, California. The NFL sought a big-name artist to keep ratings high during the halftime show following dwindling audience figures. It was the first Super Bowl whose halftime performance drew greater audiences uh, excuse me. Greater uh, who drew greater audience figures than the game. Jackson played Jam, Billy Jean, Black or White, and Heal the World. Dangerous then rose uh, ninety places in the album chart after their performance. Um, yeah, like uh, we talk, we still talk about that to this day. We just had the halftime show with uh, um, Fifty Cent and Dr. Dre and Eminem, and while it was a great halftime show, people still talk about. They always go back to – one was Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake just because it was so controversial. They always go back to the Michael Jackson halftime show, um, and people always talk about the Prince halftime show. I want to say that my favorite halftime show that's ever been um, that I remember watching – like, I was too young for this one, so I don't, like, remember it. But as far as watching a halftime show, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Bruno Mars has been, like, one of my favorite halftime shows of all time. So I'm going to go with that one. Um, but Jackson gave a 90-minute interview with Oprah Winfrey on February 10th of 1993. He spoke of his childhood abuse at the hands of his father. He believed that he had missed out on so much of his childhood, as we mentioned before, and he said that he often cried from, um, cried from loneliness. He denied tabloid rumors that he had bought the bones of the elephant man, slept in a hyperbaric oxygen tam- chamber, or bleached his skin, and stated for the first time that he had vitiligo. Uh, dangerous re-entered the album chart in the top ten more than a year after its release. Hmm. So there we go. We're we're starting to get into some of the the nitty gritty of those controversies and him addressing it and you know trying to set the record straight. You know.
0: So I looked up. Uh, oh, okay, so it's Super Bowl XXVII, and that's Super Bowl
1: thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. There oh, we go. Yeah. Sure, oh. I'm oh, horrible was- with Roman numerals. Here I am with Roman numerals tattooed on my arm, but that's because I can count to three. <laughs> One, two, three, right? Yeah. Three, baby. I'm the third of the. I'm the third of the three kids. Nice. So that is that is the sibling tattoo that I got with my um my two sisters, and I can keep up keep up with those Roman numerals because I can count to three.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I think Dwight Schrute count, counted to purple on on the office. Remember that. Guess he was uh, yeah, like, like, whoa, he got the purple, right? I was like, I want to even count the purple. (laughs) Yeah, that's dumb. And uh, January of 93, though, Jackson won three American Music Awards for favorite pop rock anthem for Dangerous, favorite soul RB single for Remember the Time, and was the first to win the International Artist Award of Excellence. In February, he won the Living Legend Award at the 35th Annual Grammy Award in LA, Los Angeles. He attended uh, the award ceremony with Brooke Shields. Uh, Daedrus was nominated for Best Vocal Performance for Black and White, Best R&B Vocal Performance for Jam, Best R&B Song for Jam, and Swedian and Rally won the award for best engineered, something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like big, big time awards there for again off of Dangerous, a very underrated um, Michael Jackson album.
0: Right, right,
1: yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get. This is a trigger warning for some people. Uh, if you are listening, you may want to skip ahead a little bit. But we're gonna get into some of the be- or the beginnings of these uh, the sexual abuse accusations. So again, trigger warning. Heads up, we're going to dive into that a little bit. There are some graphic details in here, Um, so heads up. All right, so in August of 1993, Jackson was accused of child sexual abuse by a 13-year-old boy, Jordan Chandler, and his father, Evan Chandler. Jordan said that he and Jackson had engaged in acts of kissing, masturbation, and oral sex. While Jordan's mother initially told police that she did not believe Jackson had molested him, her position wavered a few days later. Evan was, recording, uh, was recorded discussing his intention to pursue charges, which Jackson used to argue that he was the victim of a jealous father trying to extort money. Uh, Jackson's older sister, LaToya, uh, accused him of being a pedophile. She later retracted this, saying that she had been forced into it by her abusive husband. Uh, police raided Jackson's home in August and found two legal large-format for, large art books featuring young boys playing, running, and swimming in various states of undress. Jackson denied knowing of the book's content and claimed that if that if they were there, someone had to send them to him, and he did not open them. Jordan Chandler gave police a description of Jackson's genitals. Uh, a strip search was made, and the. Uh, the jurors felt the description was not a match in january of 1994 uh, jackson settled with the chandlers out of court for a reported total sum of 23 million dollars the police never pressed criminal charges um citing a lack of evidence without jordan's testimony the state closed its investigation on his, on september 22nd of 1994 so that's the beginnings of of hearing about that again there was no evidence to verify that any of that had ever happened. Uh, they settled it out of court and it very well could have been people just wanting to get some money out of them. You never know, never, never know. Not to say that you should never, if you find yourself in a position like that or, uh, or, or anything like that, or you, you know, if there are kids that have something to say about that kind of thing, please listen up and take it seriously. But you know, you, we don't know the situation. It very well could have been people looking to get some money. Could have been true. We don't know. Settled it out of court.
0: Right. Right. Uh, Jackson had been taking painkillers, uh, for his reconstructive scalp surgeries uh, administered due to the Pittsburgh commercial accident in '84. I'm sure all of you remember that, um, that commercial with Alfonso Riberio Carlton. Uh, that was that, that, that was a fun one. Um, seen him do the Carlton for yeah. the very first time. Uh, um, ...and became depe- dependent on the, on them to cope with the stress of the sexual abuse allegations. On November 12, 1993, uh, Jackson canceled the remainder of the dangerous tour due to his health problems, stress from the allegations, and painkillers' addictions. Um, he thanked close friend Elizabeth Taylor for for support, encouragement, and counsel. At uh, the end of the tour, concluded his relationship with Pepsi Cola, which sponsored the tour. In late of ninety three, Jackson proposed to Lisa Marie, Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of Elvis Presley, over the phone.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: over oh, the phone. Well, yeah, you didn't do it, right? You got down on I, one I knee. I thought and, about it, but I figured you know, I'd make it a little more. Yeah, maybe more I should do. Maybe. Maybe when I get a girlfriend, I'm like, hey.
1: I'll just text her. Snapchat.
0: Yes. Yes, I'll do it. uh, (laughs) I'll do it The 2021. uh, This is the 2022 year, right? Um, Uh, Yeah, 2022, baby. Yeah, so Lord am I. Got to quit living
1: in the past.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, They married in Las Vegas. I think that. uh,
1: Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. La Vega. La Vega. La Vega.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Okay. La Vega, Dominican Republic in May of 94 by Silver George Hugo Francisco Alvarez Perez. That's an awesome name. That's a made up name. That's awesome. Alvarez Perez. I like that. It
1: It, sounds like he made it up on the spot. Right. Like it, it, it sounds like they asked him to do it and was like, oh, by the way, what's your name? And he didn't want them to know what his actual name was. So he was like, uh,. Hugo, he's looking around. He sees a pamphlet for San Francisco. Uh, Francisco Alvarez Perez Perez. Jr.
0: If it is his real name, what an awesome name. You're making fun of the guy's name. That's a killer name. (laughs) uh, Hugo, you got an awesome name, dude. Hugo. Uh, The tabloid media uh, speculated that the wedding wedding was a publicity stunt to deflect Jackson's sexual abuse allegations, and jumpstart Presley's career as a singer. I didn't know what she good sang. Luck. Yeah, she I didn't. Tried. I didn't hear yeah. it. no. Oh, okay, because because I never heard of one of her one of her songs ever. Um, yeah. Their marriage, though, ended a little more than a year later, Aww. and they separated in December of '95. Um, Presley cited in in irreconcilable differences uh, when filing for divorce the next month and only sought to reclaim her maiden name and after settlement after the divorce though judge perez said they lasted longer than i thought they would i, I give them a year and they lasted a year and a half there you go
1: so proving that's them wrong. right for having a fake name right yeah they proved them wrong we yep. said, we're going to show him. He just made his name up on the spot.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for is I like that name. That's you know, good. You know what? I'm going to change my name to something that rhymes, you know? Mm, I think yes. a good rhyming name is, is, is the way to go in, in life now.
1: Yes. It gives you a good radio <laughs> name. And yes. that way you don't have to create a radio name That's for when right. you go into radio.
0: Yes. You already have one, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. The Face Radio. Yes, right. Um, J- Jackson was set to compose the music for the Sega Genesis video game Sonic the Hedgehog 3 in 1994, but left the project around the time that the sexual abuse allegations surfaced and went uncredited. Uh, Jackson was a Sonic fan and had collaborated with Sega for the 1990... Here we go. I knew it was in here somewhere. For the 1990 arcade game Moonwalker, based on the movie. Yeah. Um, the reasons for Jackson's departure and whether the, uh, his compositions remain in the released game have been the subject of debate sega technical institute director roger hector and sonic the hedgehog co-creator naoto oshima said that jackson's involvement was terminated and his music reworked following the allegations however jackson's musical director brad buxer and two other members of jackson's team doug risby III and um Uh, Chiorico Jones. That also sounds like a made-up name. Uh, (laughs) Said the music remained um, and that Jackson went uncredited because he was unhappy with how the Genesis replicated his music. I guess he wasn't a fan of the 8-bit. Had he known that it would be such a trend for for people to purposefully have their songs covered uh, in an 8-bit format um, just to get that old nintendo vibe sega vibe you know what i mean like you ever do you ever see those the eight-bit covers on youtube and stuff where it's like heavy metal songs and they make them it sounds cool i like that kind of stuff so but at the time michael jackson was probably like the quality of my music doesn't sound (laughs) doesn't sound great because it just it can't the system cannot physically handle it
0: right yeah because i I, i'm not sure how much of a wrestling fan you are but um if you heard of uh this fire burns by kill Search engage that yes, was, that was CM Punk's theme song for a while before "Quote of Personality," and on ah, and on okay. one of the uh, A Bit YouTube channels, it has uh, "This Fire Burns" playing in A Bit. It felt awesome, amazing.
1: So I love those.
0: Yeah, and June in June of ninety. Oh, okay. So we're gonna talk about history and this mm-hmm. and the fatherhood. You know. So mm-hmm. in June of 95, Jackson released the double, the double album history. H I S capital letters story and, and lowercase l- l- history past, present and future. Book one, the first disc of history begins as a great album as the greatest hits album reissued in the 20 in the 2001 as greatest hits history volume one. The second disc, History <laughs> Continues, contains 13 original songs and two cover versions. The album debuted... We're getting ad- into, like, <laughs>
1: Lord of the Rings territory with these, uh, or in Star Wars and Lord of the Rings uh, titles where you're kind of like, <laughs> uh, all right, there's a timeline for these songs, and I have to research that before I can listen to the...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all whack. Volume
1: 3 coheed and cambria titles there so
0: coheed has uh well don't, well, don't they base their music on like history or something because they have like the, like a story
1: they've got uh all their music is based on the comic books that uh the singer writes oh, um nice. which i have yet claudio. to read i forgot the name of the comic books claudia yeah claudio yeah. the singer yeah. right um has um Geez, i can't remember what the name of the comic book series is but yeah all their music is based on that so <laughs> it's like they're like uh um concept albums all of their oh, all of their yeah. albums are concept yeah. albums and they have comic books to uh kind of joint with them i guess i
0: re- I really want the vinyl record of um what's that one they have to w- w- welcome home
1: I oh sh- uh yep uh Gosh, what is the name of that album? It's got a long volume five album title with a it's big v volume on it. four. Uh, yes, um, Good Apollo, that's it. Good yes, Apollo, yes. I'm Burning Star, 4 something else. It's a really long album title, yes. That's the one with Welcome Home on it.
0: So, we talked about the second disc of the history album, which is History Continues. Um, mm-hmm. but the album debuted at number one of the chart. Tri- oh. oh Okay, so yeah, so um, there, it's two, two discs, the first disc being History Begins and the History Continues is the second CD. Mm-hmm. Um, the album debuted at number one on the charts and, and has been certified for 8 million shipments in the US alone. It is the best selling multi-disc album of all time with 20 million copies, which is 40 million units. I guess that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um Yeah, we can do the math on that at yeah. some point. <laughs> so there we go. That's how they count. Cal- that's how they calculate it. It's in units, yeah.
0: But they sold world, worldwide all over the globe. Yeah. Um history received a Grammy nomination for album of the year also. The New York Times reviewed it as the testimony of a musician whose self pity now e- equals his talent. I'm not sure if that's uh that like a i don't miss? think that's very
1: nice yeah. <laughs> what do they know what is that, the new york times just sound... they bought wordle but i mean <laughs> oh i haven't played wordle today i gotta get on that wordle um i'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my streak yeah oh, i got no. a 33 day streak going right now so all right yeah. um uh, <laughs> all right here we go we knew this was coming um the first single from history was uh called scream also slash childhood which i did not know was a like mashup, But anyway, Scream was a duet with his uh, youngest youngest sister, Janet, um, and it protested the media's treatment of Jackson during the 1993 child abuse allegations against him. The single reached number five on the Billboard Hot 100 and received a Grammy nomination for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals. Uh, the second single, You Are Not Alone, another great song, um, holds the Guinness World Record for the first song to debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, it received a Grammy nomination for best uh, pop vocal performance in 1995. Um, in 1995 the this is also trigger warning. Uh, in 1995 the anti-defamation anti- league and other groups complained that the lyrics and honestly, I didn't know these were the lyrics because this must be a band version now you can't hear. Uh, this is in the song they don't care about us the line, the lines were uh Jew me sue me everybody do me kick me kike me don't you black or white me the original lyrics for they don't care about us um, were very anti-semitic I'd say <laughs> uh, Jackson released a version with the revised words though um, after that rightfully so honestly I'm shocked they even did that um, who thought it was a good idea to write that very not very not okay <laughs> <laughs> so, nope. anyway, no, I don't think you, I don't think great that's- song though. Love that song. I just I had oh, no yeah. idea that those were the original lyrics because I had never heard those lyrics. But yes, it it is a great song.
0: I don't think you can find that today. Maybe you can on YouTube. I don't uh, know. It's probably
1: yeah. It's probably very hard to find these days
0: on YouTube or something. Way back yep. in the uh the dark of YouTube. <laughs> um. In late 95, though, uh, Jackson was admitted to to a hospital after collapsing during rehearsals for a televised performance caused by a stress-related panic attack. In November, um, Jackson merged his ATV music catalog with Sony's music publishing division, uh, creating creating Sony slash ATV music publishing. He retained ownership of half the company, earning ninety-five million up front, equivalent to over one hundred and sixty-one million today, as well as the rights to more songs.
1: Earth I didn't song, have time to get into like what what songs he owned after that, but yeah. <laughs> so he already owned all of the the back catalog of Beatles music right. um, yeah. and was on, on top of his music right. so the Beatles and Michael Jackson is just steadily flowing in his pocket But he, so yes so this happened um, with Sony and ATV which meant that Michael Jackson just made even more of an absurd amount of money uh, after that so crazy Cha-ching. that's why the man could afford to put a Ferris wheel in his backyard
0: okay so let me ask you this if you had one million dollars, could you could you spend it and have in like your lifetime? So what the hell yes, would you?
1: But I, it, uh, yeah, I could. Um, I would hope that I wouldn't, but right. I could. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't, but I don't know. I don't know what I would do with all that money. No idea.
0: I I have no idea. Yeah, but but yeah. to have ninety five million more, come on now. That's, yeah. that's more than you you know, that's that's just insane, yeah. you know. Um Earth 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 Song E-R-E-R-T-H for people who can't understand me well. Which I know I've learned my words, but uh Um was a third single release from history and top topped- that scooter from the Muppets? <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, my own <laughs> my own toast that saw the opportunity, I took it, I'm sorry hey man, hey man, do what you sorry. do you know, That's fine, it's fine, I love you anyway um, Earth Song <laughs> uh, which was the third release from history um, and <laughs> topped hey, <laughs> and topped the UK singles charts for six weeks over Christmas in the 95 um, it became the 87th best selling single in the UK um, at the at the '96 Brit Awards, a Jackson performs a performance of Earth Earth song, was disrupter that was disrupted by. Is that supposed to be like a pop Pol- singer or pop? Pol- oh, it's okay. a band. Yeah. Okay. Pol- by pop yeah, singer. Pol- okay. By pop singer Jarvis Cocker, Jarvis Cocker, who mm-hmm. was po- yeah. he, who was protesting. What uh, Conker saw as Jackson's Christ-like persona, uh, Jackson said that Jackson said the state's invasion was disgusting and cowardly. So, if you know anything yeah, about it, cool. can, can you? Not cool, us? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So okay. So he did basically like a Kanye back then.
1: He pulled a Kanye before it was called a Kanye. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, In 96, Jackson won a Grammy for Best Music Video Short Form uh, for Scream and an American Music Video for Favorite Pop Slash Rock Male Artist. Uh, Jackson promoted history with the History World Tour from September 7th of 96 to October 15th of 1997. He performed 82 concerts in five continents, 35 countries, and 58 cities to over 4.5 million um, fans uh his most attended tour uh it grossed 165 million dollars during the tour in sydney australia jackson married debbie Rowe, who we mentioned earlier um a dermatology assistant who was six months pregnant with his first child michael joseph jackson jr commonly known as prince was born on february 13th of 1997 his sister paris michael catherine jackson was born a year later on april 3rd 1998 jackson and roe divorced in 99 and roe uh conceded custody of the children with an eight million dollar settlement equivalent uh to over 13 million dollars today uh in 2004 after the second child abuse um allegations against jackson uh arose she returned to court to reclaim custody the suit was settled in 2006 um we'll get to, to that later on too um but in 97 jackson released blood on the dance floor uh, history in the mix which contained remixes of singles from history and five new songs uh, worldwide sales stand at six million dollars excuse me six million copies uh making it the best-selling remix album of all time it reached number one in the uk as did the title track in the u.s the album reached number 24 and was certified platinum so still making it even off a remix album still going platinum baby. Nice. Crazy. Right.
0: So now we're going to get into Invincible and more controversies. Yay. Right. More more problems for Prince. Right? Yeah. So uh from October 97 to September 2001 uh 21 uh, um yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackson worked on his 10th solo album Invincible which cost uh thirty million to record. In June night of ninety nine, Jackson joined Luceno Pavaretti uh for a war child benefit concert in Modena, Italy. Um the show raised a million dollars for refugee refug- refugees of the Kosovo of the Cassavo war and additional funds for the children of Guatemala. Later that month, though, uh, Jackson organized a series of Michael Jackson and Friends benefit concerts in Germany and Korea. Other artists involved included Slash, The Scorpions, Boys and Men, Luther Vandross, Mariah Carey, Andrea Boselli, and more. Uh, the, the, the proceeds went to the Nelson Mandela Child, Children's Fund. The Red Cross and when what
1: UNESCO. UNESCO UNESCO yeah yeah um that is the United National the United Nations Educational Scientific and Cultural Organization. Thank You're
0: you. Welcome. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> from August of ninety nine from August ninety nine to two thousand, he lived in New York City at the at. 4 East Seventy Fourth Street, at the turn of the century, uh, Jackson won an American Award of American Music Award Artist as Artist of the nineteen eighties. And in two thousand, though, again, this World Records recognized him for supporting thirty nine charities more than any other entertainer. So that's good. Yeah,
1: he was all about. Giving back, man. There was countless charities. He was a huge philanthropist, and and mm. he had the money to give to so many charities. And it's it's nice to know that he, you know, he made a he made it a point to give to give back to so many different um, um global funds and uh, charities over you know yeah. all over the the, uh, the world, um, and then you know a lot of the proceeds from Heal the World and We Are the World and all those songs about the world. Uh, we're all giving back, so pretty cool. Um, in September of 2001, two 30th anniversary concerts were held at Madison Square Garden uh, to mark Jackson's 30th year as a solo artist. Uh, Jackson... Uh, performed with his brothers for the first time since 1984 i remember watching that it's very like iconic it was cool it was cool to see right Uh, the show also featured maya usher whitney houston destiny's child monica liza minnelli Mm. liza minnelli Mm. that's something Ali says a lot um and slash Uh, the first show was married married was marred by technical lapses and the crowd booed a speech by marlon brando Uh, I don't know why he was there. Almost 30 million people watched the television broadcast of the shows in November. After the September 11th attacks, though, Jackson Jackson helped organize the United We Stand What More Can I Give benefit concert at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. on October 21st of 2001. Jackson performed What More Can I Give as the finale. The release of Invincible was preceded by a dispute between Jackson and his record label, Sony Music Entertainment. Jackson had expected the licenses to the masters of his albums to revert to him in the early 2000s after which he would be able to promote the material however he pleased and keep the profits but clauses in the contract set the revert date uh years into the future Jackson sought an early exit from his contract um Invincible was released on October 30th 2001 uh, it was Jackson's first full length album excuse me in 6 years and the last album of ori- of original material he released in his lifetime. It debuted at number one in 13 countries and went on to sell 8 million copies worldwide, receiving double platinum certification in the U.S. Hmm. Big time deal. It was still a good album, man. It wasn't the best, but it was still good. There's still some really good songs on there. Right, right.
0: Um, let me, okay, so let me ask real quick. Okay, so since Slash was there at one of the anniversary concerts. Is that one of those ones where um, Slash came out and played bad with Michael Jackson, and, and then Michael Jackson ended the song and Slash continued playing the playing the song? Is that, might have been. You it seems like I one? do
1: remember something. Yeah, yeah it seems like mm-hmm. I remember something about that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that mm-hmm. was planned or like did Slash like overtake you know? Because it seems like Michael Jackson was a bit like uh, perturbed. At him. I don't know, but that 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 might be. Well, you know, he was.
1: I mean, you got to think like. Uh, Michael Jackson was a fan of that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. he asked Eddie Van Halen to play on right. "Beat It," right? Yeah. Um, and he was all about some um, a female guitarist, right? Right. I can't remember what her name. Or Ari, Ari- something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, a, there is a she played with Michael Jackson. She was a the the guitarist um, on his most recent of tours before he passed. Oh, um, this is it. Yeah. And he was going to be a part of "This Is It." Yeah. She goes solo, and um. She had a song. It was called "According to You." I remember that song. Yeah. And I was like, "This yeah. is a good song." Right. And then I found out, you know, she plays the lead guitar on the song. And then I found out that she played for Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So he was all about that. He very well could have been like, "Slash, I want you to do your thing." Right. Yeah. That just might let you let that, you go. Yeah, that might yeah.
0: be like a setup. Who knows? You know? Because yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Right. So, um, let me see if I, if I'm okay. On January 9th of two thousand two. Uh, Jackson won his 22nd American music awards for the Artist of the century. Nice. 20, 22nd award. Can you imagine winning that I many awards? Jeez. Yeah. Later that year though, an anonymous surrogate mother gave birth to his third, his third child, Prince Michael Jackson, the second nicknamed blanket. Blanket. Huh? Uh, yeah, you remember blanket? I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, because <laughs> I because I remember, uh, Cat Williams said, uh, you know, you can't name no baby blanket, you, you know, it's like, like it's like naming, naming, uh, naming the 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 baby like uh, something soft and cuddly or something. You know, I don't know. He, he just went off on him, but uh, but um, uh, they named blanket, who had been conceived by an artificial insemination. Uh, On November, wait, huh?
1: Yeah, artificial insemination.
0: No, I read that right, but I'm like, how? Okay, so, okay, right? Yeah, I was, I was, the wheels were in motion in my head. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, on November twentieth, um, Jackson briefly held blanket over the. I remember this, holding, oh, oh, holding blanket over the railing of her of his. Berlin Hotel Room. Four stories above ground level. Prompting widespread criticism in the media. Jackson apologizes for the incident, calling, calling it a terrible mistake. On January twenty-second, promoter Marcel Abram uh, filed a breach of contract complaint against Jackson was for failing to perform to planned 1999 concerts. In March a, in in March, a Santa Maria jury ordered Jackson to to pay, Abraham five point three million. Right. so he so he okay. Um. On December eighteenth, two 2003, Jackson's attorneys dropped all appeals on the verdict and settled the lawsuit for an undisclosed amount. Anytime you read that, it's got to be a lot of money.
1: Yeah, undisclosed Anytime. amount means that it was a lot of money. It doesn't <laughs> matter
0: who, it doesn't matter if you're talking to Michael Jackson or, yeah. or like a like a Joe Schmore, you know, I mean, it's undisclosed amount means right, a right. lot of money, so you would paid off, you know. Yeah. So. On April 24th, though, of 2020, of 2002, Uh, Jackson performed at the Apollo Theater. The concert was a fundraiser for the Democratic National Committee and former President Bill Clinton. So he performed in front of him. Um, The money collected would be used to encourage citizens to vote. It raised $2.5 million. The concert was called Michael Jackson Live at the Apollo, and this would be... Jackson's final on-stage performance sadly. Mm. Yeah. In July twenty o two, right? In July twenty o two, Jackson called Sony Music Chairman Tommy Matola. Mot- Tommy Matola.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: He called him a racist and very, 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 very devilish. Mm. And Not right, good. yeah. <laughs> uh and someone who exploits black artists for their own gain at Al Sharpton's National Action Network in Harlem uh the accusation prompted Sharpton to form a coalition investigating whether Matola exploited black artists mm. uh Jackson charged that Matola M- had called his colleague Ir- Irv Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. A fat in word. That's not good. A word. Right? The word. Not good. No. Um, Responding to those attacks, Sony issued a statement calling them ludicrous, spiteful, and hurtful, and defending Batola as someone who had championed Jackson's career for many, many, many years. Uh, Sony ultimately refused to renew jackson's contract and claimed that a 25 million promotional campaign had failed because jackson refused to tour in the u.s for invincible yeah. so
1: a lot going on a lot of disputes a lot of legal action going on and it doesn't end because we're about to get into some more of those beast accusations so once again trigger warning uh, beginning in May of 2002, a documentary film crew led by Martin Bashir uh, followed Jackson for several months. The documentary broadcast in February t- of 2003 as Living with Michael Jackson showed Jackson holding hands and discussing sleeping <laughs> arrangements with a 12-year-old boy. He said that he had saw nothing wrong with having sleepovers with minors and sharing his bed and bedroom with various people, which aroused controversy. He insisted that the sleepovers were not sexual and that his words had been misunderstood on December 18th of 2003, Santa Barbara authorities charged Jackson with seven counts of child molestation and two counts of intoxicating a minor with alcoholic drinks. Jackson denied the allegations and pleaded not guilty. The people versus Michael Jackson trial began on January 31st, 2005 in Santa Maria, California and lasted until the end of may Jackson found the experience stressful and it affected his health if convicted he would have faced up to 20 years in prison on june 13th of 2005 jackson was acquitted on all counts um and after the trial he became very reclusive and moved to uh bahrain as a guest of sheikh abdullah uh in december of 2009 the fbi uh released files on michael jackson these files revealed that the bureau's role in the 2005 trial and the 1993 allegations against jackson among other uh, revelations the FBI found no evidence of criminal conduct on Jackson's behalf. Hmm.
0: So he was yep. found innocent.
1: So, as far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Never you know. been proven. Right. He mm-hmm. was weird. Yeah. Very strange.
0: Hmm. So, but who knows? Who knows? In April 2006, uh, Jackson agreed to use a piece of the ATV catalog stake, then worth then worth about $1 billion as collateral against his $270 million um, worth of loans from the Bank of America. Bank of America has sold the loans to Fortress Investments, an investment company that buys distressed loans. uh, The year before, as part of the agreement, uh, Fortress Investments provided Jackson a new loan of $300 million with reduced interest payments, equivalent to over $385 million today. Uh, Sony Music would have the option to buy half of his stake or about 25% of the catalog at a set price. That, that includes the Beatles for too, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, um, Sony Music would have the option to buy half of the uh, I, I read that already. Um, Jackson's financial managers <laughs> have urged him to shed part of his stake to avoid bankruptcy. The main house of, at Neverland Ranch was closed as a cost-cutting measure, while Jackson lived in brain as at a hospital uh, at, at the hospitality of Sheikh Abdullah ruler song uh, at least 30 of Jackson's employees had not begin had not been paid on time and there was and they were owed three hundred and six thousand dollars in back wages Jackson was ordered to pay hundred thousand dollars in penalties in, the, in November of 2006 Jackson invited an actress and an access Hollywood camera crew uh, in the studio in West Myth, Um and MS MS NBC reported that he was working on a new album produced by Will I Am. Mm-hmm. Um, on no, on November 15th, Jackson performed "We Are the World" at the World Music Awards in London and accepted the Diamond Award honoring the sale of over hundred million records. That's what we wanted to know. Yeah, hundred million. Yeah. The event. The event was Jackson's latest public performance in his lifetime. The event was Jackson's last per, last perfor, last public performance in lifetime, in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, he returned to the U.S. in December of 2006, settling in Las Vegas. And attended James Brown's funeral in Augusta, Georgia, later that month, where he gave a eulogy, a, a eulogy uh, calling Brown his greatest inspiration.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we'll have to a do big... a James Brown episode one day. I yeah. love some James Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. So in 2007, Jackson and Sony fought another music published. Uh, excuse me, bought another. <laughs> They fought him. fight. Uh, fight. uh, Bought another music publishing company, Famous Music, LLC, formerly owned by Viacom. The deal gave him the rights to the songs by Eminem and Beck, among others. In a brief interview with the Associated Press in Tokyo, Jackson said that he had no regrets about his lifelong career despite difficulties and deliberate attempts to hurt him. That March, Jackson visited a U.S. Army Army post in Japan, Camp Zama, Zama, uh to greet over three thousand troops and their families in september of 2007 jackson was still working on his next album which sadly was never completed and for the 25th anniversary of thriller in 2008 jackson and sony released thriller 25 as we mentioned before a few episodes back um i would love to have that because it's got the cover of him with the zombies on it it's yeah cool. right um Uh, and uh so they released thriller 25 with two remixes released as singles the girl is mine 2008 and want to be starting something 2008 for jackson's 50th birthday sony bmg released a series of greatest hits albums uh king of pop with different track lists for different regions
0: Hmm. and i hear and i hear this in the background
1: yeah, that's Penny going. Penny, Penny. going. Okay. Penny is losing her mind. <laughs> okay, what? what? Right. Probably people walking on the road, getting some exercise. Penny hates that. Penny hates. She hates exercise, and she wants everybody to stop. So that's what she's doing. She's telling them. <laughs> she Just sit on your
0: couch. Right. Yeah. You leave the dog like me. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And 2008, Fortress Investments threatened to foreclose on Neverland Ranch which Jackson had used as collateral for his loans. Fortress Fortress sold Jackson's debts to uh, Colony Capital LLC in November. Uh, Jackson transferred Neverland Ranch's title to Sycamore Valley Ranch Company, LLC. A joint venture began between Jackson and Colony Capital LLC uh, the deal earned him thirty-five million dollars. Uh, Jackson's arrangement arranged to sell a collection of his memorabilia of more than a thousand items through Julian's Jill- auction house. On the on the eve of the first public exhibit, a- exhibit uh, Jackson canceled the auction after earning between two hundred million and th- to three hundred million. Uh, of initial sales uh, from, from a series of concerts to be held in London. In March of 2009, though, uh, amid speculation about his finances and health, Jackson announced a series of comeback concerts. This is it at a, at a press conference in the O2 Arena. Uh, the shows were to be his first major concert since his History World Tour in '97, uh, Jackson suggested he would retire after the shows, um, and the initial plan for was for ten concerts in London, followed by shows in Paris, New York, New York City, and Mumbai. Randy Phillips, president and chief executive of AEG Live, uh, predicted the first ten dates. Would, be, would earn Jackson $66 million. A, the, the London Red was increased by 250 dates after, after record breaking tickets ticket sales. Over 1 million were sold in less than two hours. The concerts were to run from July 13, 2009 to March 6, 2010. Jackson moved to Los Angeles, where he rehearsed in the weeks leading up to the tour under the direction of choreographer Kenny Ortega. Did I say it right? Yeah. Um, whom he yes, had sir. worked with during his previous tours. So, yeah. Yeah. There you
1: go. I'm trying to make a comeback. Right. Um, unfortunately, on June 25th of 2009, less than three weeks before the first This Is It show... Uh, was due to begin in london with all concerts sold out jackson died suddenly uh, from cardiac arrest conrad murray his personal physician had given jackson various medications to help him sleep uh, at his rented mansion in homely hills los angeles paramedics received a 911 call at 12 22 p.m um, and arrived three minutes later jackson was not breathing and cpr was performed uh resuscitation efforts continued en route to ronald reagan ucla medical center and for more than an hour after jackson's arrival there uh but they were unsuccessful sadly and jackson was pronounced dead at 226 um on that same day so uh jackson was administered i'm trying not to butcher these uh (laughs) these uh medicines here jackson was administered propofol lorazepam uh, lorazepam excuse me and Metazolam. sure his death was caused by a uh pripofol, pripofol overdose so sorry everybody anybody in the medical field is like just screaming at their phones mm-hmm. right now news of his death spread quickly offline uh sc- online excuse me causing websites to slow down and crash from user overload um and putting unprecedented strain on services and websites including google uh aol instant messenger twitter and wikipedia overall uh web traffic rose uh, by between eleven percent and twenty percent, MTV and BET uh, aired marathons of Jackson's music videos, and Jackson's uh, uh, special, excuse me, and Jackson specials aired on television stations around the world. MTV briefly returned to its original music video format and aired hours of Jackson's music videos with live news and special features, um, and specials featuring reactions from the MTV personalities and other celebrities. So, yeah, even for a brief moment. MTV actually went back to playing music again. Right. Good music. For Michael Jackson. They, yep. Good music. For Michael Jackson. Right. right.
0: Which yep. which in all in all seriousness, I mean I mean, can't get any better music than Michael, you know, he was a one sure. one, in, one and only, you know, um mm-hmm. deal. So Yeah. Uh Jackson Memorial was held on July seventh, twenty oh nine, at the Staples Center in LA in LA Uh, Los Angeles, uh, preceded by a private family service at Forest Lawn Memorial Park's Hall of Liberty. Over 1.6 million fans applied for tickets to to the memorial. Uh, The the 8,700, 750 recipients uh, were drawn at random and each received two tickets. The memorial service was one of a kind. One of the most watched events in streaming history, with an estimated U.S. audience of 31.1 million and a worldwide audience of of, of, of an estimated 2.5 to 3 billion people watching. That's a lot. It's
1: a lot. Yeah. So I was one of them. <laughs> really? I was one of them. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely.
0: Nice. Um. Yep. So, Mariah Carey, Stevie Wonder, Lionel Richie, Jennifer Hudson, and more performed at the memorial. And Smokey Robinson and Queen Latifah gave eulogies. Al Sharpton received a standing ovation with cheers when he told Jackson's children, "Wasn't nothing strange about your daddy. Uh, it was strange what your daddy had to deal with, but he dealt with it anyway." Jackson's 11, 11 year old daughter, Paris Catherine, uh, speaking pu- publicly for the first time, wept as she addressed the crowd. Uh, the Reverend Luce, Lucius, Lucius Smith provided a closing prayer. Uh, Jackson's body was entombed on, on the September 3rd, 20, 2009, at the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in. Glendale, california so that's sad it's very very absolutely
1: yeah Yeah. great memorial service though like i said i remember john mayer playing uh um, human nature on guitar didn't sing he just played it on guitar and it was very powerful so Mm -hmm. um in august of 2009 the los (laughs) angeles county coroner ruled that jackson's death was actually a homicide law enforcement officials charged murray with involuntary manslaughter on february 8th 2010 in late of 2011 he was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and held without bail to await sentencing murray was then sentenced to four years in prison four years later yeah yeah for involuntary manslaughter yep um but the uh, allegations did not stop there even after he uh passed away in 2013 choreographer this guy wade robson um i watched a 30 minute video on him on youtube uh he's he's something man uh, we could do a whole episode just on this guy um but uh choreographer wade robson um filed a lawsuit alleging that jackson had sexually abused him for seven years beginning when he was seven years old um so that would have been from 1989 to 1996 uh in 2014 a case was filed by james safe um alleging sexual abuse over a four-year a four-year period from the age of 10 um whenever that was from 88 to 92 Both had testified in Jackson's defense during the 93 allegations. Robson did so again in 2005. In 2015, Robson's case against Jackson's estate was dismissed on the grounds of being filed too late. Safechuck's claim was he he was also time barred. In 2017, it was ruled out that Jackson's corporations could not be held accountable for his alleged past actions. The rulings were appealed, and on October 20th of 2020, Safechuck's lawsuit against Jackson's corporations was again dismissed with the presiding judge ruling that there was no evidence that Safechuck had a relationship with Jackson's companies. uh, Excuse me, on April 26th of 2021, Robson's case was dismissed because of a lack of supporting evidence that a defendant exercised control over Jackson. Robson and Safechuck described allegations in very graphic, detail in the documentary Leaving Neverland which I have not seen uh, released in March of 2019 radio stations in New Zealand, Canada and the UK and the Netherlands removed Jackson's music from their playlists um, Jackson's family condemned the film as a public lynching uh, and the Jackson estate released a statement calling the film a quote tabloid character assassination um, that Michael endured in his life and now in his death it's rough stuff, from what I've heard.
0: But why would you sue a dead guy? I don't understand. Do what? Why, why, why would you sue somebody who died? Just,
1: just they want uh his money.
0: We, okay, and um, so okay. they're
1: going to sue the the estate. But see, that's the thing that it's like the timing's weird because it's like, Hobson however you say his last name yeah uh you know was was like really young and was hanging out with michael jackson idolized him wanted to be he was in uh um he's actually in the black or white music video um, you know Macaulay Culkin's part, yeah. uh, where he's—it's not him actually rapping, but oh, in the yeah, music video—it's yeah, yeah. Macaulay Culkin rapping. They're on like the stoop or whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: Wade Robson is one of the kids that's dancing in the music video. Okay, right, and then denied it for years and years and years. Um, that nothing ever happened, and then after he died, that was when he was like, actually, come to think about it, yeah, something did happen. Mm. And the video I watched said that like he had this realization one day when he was when he was. Like looking at his own son and thought, like, what if something would have happened to his own son like that? And then it was, he said it was like something triggered in his mind and it all came back to him. So it's just, I don't know, it's weird. It's weird how all that played out. And honestly, it does seem like a money grab situation. Like his body language when he's doing these interviews and for the years prior to that, acted like nothing ever happened. And then just suddenly, it's kind of like the kid from Nirvana.
0: Right. or the yeah. kid on the yeah, right. album yeah. cover
1: like yeah. you didn't have a problem with it way back then but now you suddenly want some money i don't know but he's
0: got a he's got a tattoo right here on his it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah but it's, and it
1: was dismissed all those years yeah. and it's been dismissed again so okay. who knows there's no supporting evidence
0: right right so. so uh close associates of jackson uh such as corey fieldman Brett Barnes and Macaulay Culkin said that Jackson had not molested them. we uh, re- rebuttal documentaries uh, such as "Square One," Michael Jackson Neverland, firsthand investigating the Michael Jackson documentary, and Michael Jackson Chased the Truth presented information countering claims. Jackson's album still increased by. Oh, Following the documentary, uh, Billboard senior editor Gail Gail Mitchell said that she had a colleague interviewed about 30 music executives who believed Jackson's legacy could withstand the controversy. In the late 2019, uh, some New Zealand and Canadian, Canadian radio sessions. We added Jackson's music back to your playlist, citing positive linear survey results. Okay. Um yeah. On February so
1: they surveys and it was like, "Hey, are y'all, okay with us playing Michael Jackson's music?" And the overwhelming response was, "Yes, yeah, right, had, yeah. of course, play it."
0: You know? Yeah. Um On on February 21st, 2019. The Jackson estate sued HBO for breaching a non-disparagement clause from a 92 contract. The suit sought to compel HBO to participate in a non confidential arbitration uh, that could result in $100 million or more in damages rewarded to the estate. HBO said... They did. They did not breach a contract and filed an anti-SLAPP a motivation against the estate. I Guess that's slap. Motivate. Slap.
1: Mo- it stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation.
0: Thank you. Slap mo- motion against the yeah yeah so yeah. Um, in September of 2019, though, uh, George Judge George H. Wu. Uh, denied HBO's motion to dismiss the case, uh, allowing the Jackson's estate to, to help me out to arbitrate. Arbitrate. Um, HBO appealed though, but in December 2020, the appealed court affirmed Judge Wu's ruling. Huh, okay. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, all this to say. We got to talk about the legacy of him, right? Right. Uh, and how can you? You can't really put it into words because it's just kind of like we mentioned before. He's, a, especially in our lives, he's, he's just always kind of the time, yeah. in there. Yeah, like, so um, in 2014, Jackson became the first artist to have a top 10 single um, in the Billboard Hot 100 in five different decades. That was what I was, I thought I remembered reading that summer. Five different decades. Mm, yeah. um, the following year, Thriller became the first album to be certified For 30 million shipments by the RIAA, a year later, it was certified 33 times platinum after SoundScan added streams and audio downloads to album certifications. Now we're in the new day and age of downloading and streaming and stuff. Um, 33 times platinum is crazy. Uh, Jackson has been referred to as the king of pop uh, for having transformed the art of music videos and paving the way for modern pop music. For much of jackson's career he had an unparalleled worldwide influence over the younger generation his influence extended uh, beyond the music industry he impacted dance led fashion trends and raised awareness for global affairs jackson's music and, and videos fostered racial diversity in mtv's roster and steered its focus from rock to pop music and RB, shaping the channel into a form that proved enduring in songs such as Man in the Mirror, Black or White, Heal the World, Earth Song, and They Don't Care About Us, Jackson's, Jackson's music emphasized racial integration um, and environmentalism and protested injustice. It, uh, he is recognized as the most successful entertainer entertainer of all time by the Guinness World of Records.
0: And I think he is. You know, I mean, there's, there's no yeah. one like Jackson before, not after, you know,
1: so... It's going to be hard for anybody to top that. Yes, yes. No doubt. Right.
0: Uh, He is considered one of the most significant cultural icons of the 20th century. And his contributions to music, dance, and fashion, along with his publicized personal life, made him a global figure in popular culture for over four decades long
1: so j edward keys of of rolling stone magazine not the band uh said trying to trace michael jackson's influence on the on the pop stars that followed him is like trying to trace the influence of oxygen and gravity so vast far-reaching and what's his impact particularly in the wake of thrillers colossal and unmatched commercial success that there weren't a whole lot of artists who were trying who weren't trying to mimic some of the jackson formula Nice And he's absolutely yeah, right yeah. It's very hard to To see Anybody that can, that Is going to be able to Compare to that it Five is. decades Of number one hits It's unreal
0: Right The five decades yeah. Can you imagine You got the, I, I think it's from the What the 70s 80s 90s And then 20s yeah. And then 2000s And the 20, 20s yeah. Right right. 2010s Yeah, and yeah. The, yeah. yeah It's
1: just that's, It's crazy man Yeah, yeah.
0: All, all the way back to the 70s You know that's right he entertained us you know so yeah but that's that's i don't know oh did they say why he got he he was he was murdered by uh by conrad or like is that still
1: yes so the involuntary manslaughter he just was he was uh given medicine to help him sleep and it was just a deadly concoction um that was given to him and it was just uh poor planning on the uh the doctor's part, you
0: know? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh yeah. I mean that might be a a, a a a new conspiracy uh thing, you know. Yeah. Could be. So who knows, yeah. So uh well, that's it. Yeah, that's
1: our, our Michael Jackson. Yeah. Thanks for enduring that with us, everybody. I know this is a longer episode. Well honestly, we probably could've split this up into another one, but right yeah. um but we didn't want to. We wanted to kind of wrap it up, so but yeah. So so thank you everybody
0: for listening into this part two but if you need more motivation than what Michael Jackson brought us uh, Rosalie here has a mental health minute men for y'all
1: yeah so uh, consider taking <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> we'll get there in a minute <laughs> uh, so consider taking a break from social media um, there's no doubt that social media has uh, interconnected much to the world and can be a great way to keep in touch with friends and family however However, with increasing use, social media has the potential to have a negative impact on your mental health. Social media sites such as Facebook and Instagram can increase stress levels and have a, a detrimental impact on mood due to the fact that they can encourage us to compare our lives to the lives of other people. Therefore, when you do when you see other seemingly perfect quote unquote perfect day-to-day lives, this can lead you to feel inadequate and that you're not able to match them. Guilty uh, you could try logging out of your social media accounts and evaluating the impact that this has on your general mood, stress, and anxiety levels, and overall well-being. You might find that you're much happier without having a constant insight into other people's lives. In addition, without the incessant scrolling on your phone or tablet, you may find that you're able to spend an increasingly, <clears throat> excuse me, an increasing amount of quality time with your family and enjoy your leisure time more than ever. Right. So there you go. As we transition into telling you about all of our social media, mm-hmm. uh, well, <laughs> maybe it, maybe it is important to take a little break every now and then, and just kind of right. cut the world off for a little bit yeah. and enjoy enjoy some uh, either alone time or alone time with your family. My mom
0: found a good uh, a good well here we go again. Uh, my mom found a good Facebook <laughs> post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, <laughs> saying so when you take your your family for dinner. Uh, the game the game is to put your phones uh, on the table face down, mm-hmm. and whoever picks up the phone first, or well, whoever phone it is, they pay for the mail Ooh, so, good one. Yeah,
1: that's a good one.
0: Yep, so, yep. so, mom and dad, uh, take your children out to like a two hundred dollar restaurant, and uh, you know encourage them to pick up the tab or pick up the phone mm-hmm. so they have to pay the tab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that's true because um. Like like right when we started doing this podcast, I used to compare us to everybody else, and I don't do that anymore, you know. No, because yeah, it wasn't wearing this, me down, yeah. and you know. So I, I I just said, yeah, you know what? If if it goes, if this podcast goes awesome, hey man, we got it, you know. And it is. Yep. I mean, seven thousand yep. yeah. downloads is nothing. to sneeze about, and we do honestly thank each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us ramble and. And hear my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets, <laughs> and and I, I think Blake, you said you you sounded like Humming the Frog today, didn't you? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the hair. Yes, the hair. Yep. So, so we do honestly thank you, all, um, and yes. you will hope we continue um entertaining you, and yep. uh, you still listen to us. But um, but thanks so much for listening to the show today. Uh, be sure to share this with friends and family. We're available on multiple podcast apps, including the Apple Podcast app on your Apple phone. And please be sure to leave a rating and review if you'd like to see us grow and uh, and, we, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast right here. I just said we haven't got any new um, reviews. So please um, start reading yeah, your reviews sure. and we'll, we'll be more than happy to read your uh, review right here sure um so the best way to stay up to date with us is by following our social medias Uh, that that coincides with what with what like told us (laughs) yeah stay off your phone but if you do
1: when you jump back on your phone you can enjoy all these things but take a break for a minute
0: right right okay so we are on um instagram when words fell podcast and facebook at WWFMS podcast twitter when Wordsville, music, when Wordsville MS and TikTok is When Wordsville Music Speaks. And send ideas and our personal stories of how much music has helped you, what it means to you, and others of well, at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, remi- uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch interviews, music, video reactions final showcases and more on our youtube channel youtube.com slash when words film music speaks and for all of these links to find our find out to find a, about i can't read that for all these links <laughs> to find out more about us or to buy some merch on visit our website when words fail bada
1: bing you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Blake underscore Mosley. I'm also on YouTube. It's YouTube.com slash Mosley with three wise. Uh and I'm on TikTok. It's uh, at Blake Brosley. Um, if you don't mind, check out my other podcast. It's called South Carolina Spook Show. Um, it's all about true crime and paranormal in the state of South Carolina. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. I actually recorded a new episode today, so I'm in the process of the editing uh, now. So maybe by the uh towards the middle of this month i'll have that released and uh it's going to be a good one so uh sources from this episode come from wikipedia michael jackson allegations youtube channel um and priorygroup.com uh we do not own any of the music in this episode and no copyright infringement is intended james what do you say we get on out of here thanks again for listening and always remember when words are music speaks bye guys Bye, everybody.